The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. All right, 306 on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Joined in the studio by Daniel Robach, uh, creator of Getting Grace, actor extraordinaire. Uh, you've been in a lot of movies. I've been, yeah. I, what I, I've got this uh, this new ideology. I'd like to be in every movie. Like now that, you know, if they can make dinosaurs walk, they can put me in Citizen Kane. I want to be like, <laughs> I want to be holding onto the sled. Don't put it in the fire! You, you could totally nail a uh, rosebud. I could just Rosebud, yeah. So for those who... Uh, are not familiar with your work, and that's the you know that's the plight of all actors, really. Yeah. Um, could you say one thing from a recent commercial? Oh yeah, oh, ahoy hoy, <laughs> Alexander ahoy, Graham hoy. Bell of the uh, what's the uh, company? It's a it's a little company called Geico. Uh, that uh, uh, so who, who would have known? I don't ever really do commercials. I I did one that the guy who directed The Fugitive directed. I did one that Rob Zombie directed, and then this one I actually had to fight my way into. But by the way, now I have this beard. Now, if you were here, if this were television radio, you'd see me. But I didn't have a beard then. I glued all that on for an audition because I take all that very seriously. Uh, well, you know what? I wanted to talk to you about that yeah. specifically. We'll talk about the reason you're in Edmonton, Please. the film you have coming out. We'll do all of that. But I'm fascinated to talk to you, and especially just what you just said. So you've been in a ton of movies. Like, name some of your big movies. All right. So I've been in The Fugitive, U.S. Marshals, Agent Cody Banks. Uh, if you're a fan of the Rob Zombie canon, I've been in every one of his movies except the first one because we didn't meet each other yet. Um, I'm, I was just in Let There Be Light, which is a, a lovely... Uh, faith film uh, that that it was out uh, last year. Uh, I I've, I've been busy as an actor uh, since River's Edge, uh, which was in 1986. Um, River's Edge was about a boy who killed his girlfriend at the side of the river and then told all their friends about it. Uh, it was a, it's a very uh, very sad. Uh, well, it doesn't film. sound like a musical comedy. It's not. Yeah, no. I mean she's dead and I killed her. There. <laughs> so so there. Um, but that was River's Edge, and, uh, you know, uh, so I've been doing this for a long, 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 long time. So, but to, to do a Geico commercial, so it, that, is that the life of an actor then? No matter sure, what you yes. did last, it's what you're doing next? Yes, no, uh, no, you're, uh, Andrew, you're absolutely right. And I, we, were, we were saying before we started how funny it is that all this work that I've done, all of it, is maybe eclipsed by a Geico commercial, <laughs> which they play. Now they're playing it in movie theaters. There's oh, yeah. a different version. That's where I first saw it. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Yeah, there's a different version of the commercial in movie theaters. And honestly, I'm, I'm pleased to be in it. And I've been writing a book, you may find this interesting, called The Audition is the Job and Other Truths that I've Learned in the Land of Make-Believe. And in it, I'm trying to give actors the ability to, to take control of the audition and, and make that the point of their work. Don't make booking the job the point of your work. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you're always going to be disappointed because you can't mm. get every job. Uh, you just can't, and you're not right for every job. But you can you can do your best at every audition. It sounds so ludicrously simple, but I've been mentoring actors for years, and getting them to understand this concept uh, was difficult, so I thought it required a book. But in the book, I, I entreat actors to take every moment 
and make that the job. So for this Alexander Graham Bell commercial, I, 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 I'll I send a picture to you guys. Maybe you can put it up on your website or something. People could see what I look like for the audition. And then I was doing Getting Grace. We were working on the movie, um, some post-production stuff back in Pennsylvania. I couldn't go for the callback, and I said to the, the agent, can't you just get me the commercial meeting? Aren't I a big enough star? Exactly. Aren't they lucky that I auditioned? And he said, <laughs> he said dude, in 25 years, I've never booked a commercial. The actor didn't go for the callback. And then later the next day, they called and said, you're on a veil. And then they gave me it. But because I took it seriously from the beginning, I went in there looking like Alexander Graham Bell. Um, it made a difference. So you mentioned all of your accomplishments and all the films and now doing this Geico commercial. What's the backstory? Because everybody thinks actors have been actors since they were little kids. But were you out, you know, playing sports what were you doing and then eventually what inspired you to get into the business oh thank you well do you know it's interesting i've had a uh, i have a unique story in regard to that which i also have been i thought sharing through the prism of my life because i don't know that i am unique um i here's the answer to your question did i play sports the answer is one time i asked my father if tony curtis played on the philadelphia eagles <laughs> uh and he always says i knew i knew then by the way guess who guess who started for the eagles 10 years ago a guy named Tony Curtis. So I was eventually right. Um, so since I was, uh, Brad, since I was a young boy, six, six, six years old, I started saying when I'm on TV, I'll, when I'm on TV, now nobody was, we had no entertainers, actors, musicians, none of that in our family. But I started talking about wanting to be an entertainer. Uh, I was a ventriloquist. Imagine how creepy that is. A six-year-old kid with a little, you know, dummy, two dummies, really, you know, like, uh, and then I was an impressionist. Uh, my parents would take me to go, well, not my parents, uh, sorry, Pop, but my mother, who loved me more. Um, no, you'll never have a better agent than your mother, but my mother would oh, take please. me. It's true, right? <laughs> never. You'll never have a more loyal manager. <laughs> yeah, than your, mother, yeah. than your mother. But, uh, you know, my mom would take me to see Rich Little. So since I was a little boy, I had this, this idea that I was going to be an entertainer. And I also, you know, talk about this in the book. The extraordinary thing is... Every Everything I loved as a child has paid off. When I was a little boy and I did impressions, you know, I eventually played Jay Leno in a movie called The Late Shift. Who played Johnny Carson? Rich Little. Like, so I'm tw wow. literally at 12, I'm getting his autograph. 17 years later, we're on the same set together. It's ridiculous. How does that happen? When you look at old movies now or old television shows, do you think, man, I could have been the star of every television show, or I could have been the lead in every movie. I mean, has acting gotten so much better now, or was acting just different back then that you had to overact to be on television? Oh, that's so interesting. I, I find some of my favorite stuff, I, we, in our family, we watch The Odd Couple, Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. I, I think you could, I could teach an entire course on, on comedy just using those two actors. What's interesting is you're, you're a performer to an entertainer. We're well, I'm a comedian, not comedian. an actor. Well, but, but have you ever done anything like that? Oh, I've done acting. I gave up because of the audition process I should oh, have read you, your book you should have read my book here's here's what I'll tell you in the in the old in the old days who were the I mean you look at Patton George C Scott he's mm -hmm. like me and you he doesn't look like Brad Pitt he looks like <laughs> us yeah right uh, it was the days and the TV was filled with character men 
um, Raymond Burr and Andy Griffith. And, you know, you could go, the, the list is, is endless of the character men, Peter Falk. And now uh, TV is really based on some weird uh, algorithm. Who's the best looking guy? Hmm. Do you remember the Night Stalker when we were kids? Darren yep, McGavin, of course, right? Yeah. So they were remaking the Night Stalker. And I remember I could put this right in a frame of reference. And the Night Stalker, the new version, was kind of like the fugitive in that there was uh, Darren McGavin was solving these crimes, or and there was a, a you know a Javert character chasing him. So I went in to read for that part, and I remember it was right. It was the same night they told me I was going to do Lost, so I was a little cocky. And I sat in the room and I said, "Do I understand that you just you hired a guy to play Kolchak, the nice one?" And they said, "Yes." And I said, "And you're and it's this great looking guy." Yes. <laughs> I said, "Don't you understand the whole point of the Kolchak, the Night Stalker was?" Nobody believed him because he was a regular guy. If you cast a beautiful man in the part, it's not, I don't know what you're doing. Because I thought, if, who's like Darren McGavin? Me. Well, they cast the other guy. With all due respect, it, it lasted two episodes and they yanked it. Because who the hell wants to see a great-looking Kolchak the Night Stalker? We don't want to see a, a skinny Cannon. We don't want to see... Uh, cannon. We, who's the actor for Cannon? Uh, Robert uh, Conrad. Uh, uh, yeah. jo Joseph Conrad. No. No, not Joseph Conrad's Con right, yeah. though. Isn't that funny? He Terrible. had trouble getting in and out of his car. <laughs> they got him the biggest car America right. makes, right. and he still had trouble getting in. Yeah, they'd cut to they cut to him standing over yeah. the body. Chase scenes were yeah. ridiculous. I don't know why they even bothered filming them. Isn't this terrible? Conrad, uh, William Conrad. Will William Conrad, yeah. and why we should all know who William Conrad is, the voice of Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's right. Meanwhile, back at, yeah, that was William <laughs> Conrad. Uh, we should pay homage to the character men. No, your first movie, 1986, correct? Uh, first movie came out, yeah, I shot yeah. it in 84, called... And Cave Girl. And Fugitive came out in 90? 93, 25 years ago. ago. So yeah. you're still, you know, you're you're still getting, you know, accustomed to the business and <laughs> and and doing really doing really well for yourself. What was it like to be on set with um with Harrison Ford and Tommy oh. Lee Jones at that time? Yeah, that was crazy, guys. I mean, listen, Harrison Ford was our movie star. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. like I say George C. E. Scott, but Harrison Ford was if you're a 55-year-old man, you were 13 when Star Wars came uh, out, uh, yeah. and you were 18 when Indiana Jones came out. So those things were like clocked right in your brain. I remember a night we were shooting at the Hilton in, in, in Chicago, one of the last... Uh, we shot the movie, by the way, in order, uh, which is not usually done, but it, that was necessitated, necessitated excuse me, by Harrison Ford's hairdo. And then unfortunately... <laughs> well, no, because, you see, remember he had the beard and then he cut the beard. Right, right. So yeah. they shot the film chronologically, <laughs> and then a terrible thing happened. They real The guy who was playing the villain initially died after they shot the first sequence of the movie before we came oh, that's to the last sequence. Unbelievable. So they had to reshoot some of the first sequence. Anyway, it was toward the end of the movie. We had worked together by that point from Cherokee, North Carolina. We had been chasing him. Although we weren't in any scenes, we were obviously on the set at the same time. And uh, I was sitting down late, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I looked over at Harrison Ford, he was sitting on a, a camera lens box, which they hate, but he was a movie star, so they don't tell him. <laughs> and I was sitting on another camera lens box, which I realized they're not going to yell at him, so they won't yell at me. And I said to him, I, I just looked at him, I said, I don't know what to say to you. And he said... I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there is everything you need to know about meeting your idols. I have said that to many people over my career. Uh, we need to take a quick break. We're uh, sitting down talking to uh, Daniel Roebuck, who uh, is in town for special reason. We'll get to that as well.
We've been sitting down talking on and off air with uh, Daniel Roebuck. Uh, I was going to say a famed actor. Do you have any problem with the fact that you have such a great career? Your um, resume reads, I said earlier, it's longer than my criminal record. I mean, this you've been in everything. Um, do you still have to explain to people how they know you? Uh, well, it, yeah, so because I'm a character actor and because I always look different, mm. always, um, what I get all the time is, how do I know you? Are right. you, hey, another guy, someone will say here yesterday, hey, look, what is the chances a guy from Victoria's on the same trolley car we're on? And so when I say I'm, no, it's because I'm on TV. If I'm back in California, I say, are you from Burbank? I don't assume it's from that, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, do our kids play ball together? But anywhere else in the world, I know it's because I'm on TV. And what's, what's really funny to me is how often someone will say, because instead of saying, oh, yes, I was wrong, you are on TV, they say, I don't watch TV. Right. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like somehow it's, it's become like, you know, I, like like you're a member of the Nazi party or something. It's just a TV. Like, what's the big deal? Like, just yeah. admit it, dude. You, you, you watch get, TV. You must get this, too. Uh, those who want to support you, but uh, and fans particularly can be rough without meaning to be. That backhanded compliment, like, you know what, I think you're really going to make it. And I'm like, geez, man, I haven't had a real job in 40 years. I'd say I did make it. Yeah, right? no, it, it is. I could. I should actually put, by the way, it's a very good idea in this book. I should write, I should make one of the chapter crazy, crazy crazy stuff people have said to me. <laughs> One guy said, hey, I remember you used to star in movies in the 80s. And I said, brother, I started a movie last month. You just may not have seen it. Uh, but people will say, you know, oh, yeah, oh, you get, oh, the little parts. Yeah, you play those little parts on TV. You're like, like that's a that's no eight episodes a of part. Lost isn't a little it'll, even my father I remember one time I was with my old man and we were walking through Bethlehem and someone said I don't see you on TV anymore my dad's like we gotta go we gotta go he he, he won't tolerate it. but you know you take um, it's it really is part and parcel with the job uh, and I'm the the fact is that being a character actor has afforded me an astounding life uh, now that I'm a filmmaker it's afforded me the ability to make uh, my own movies and tell my own stories but also you know I, I'm not you I've been at I've been at Disneyland when someone famous comes through and it's it's unfortunate now I I can go through and I'll stop every 10 minutes and sign autographs and take pictures but not constantly so you know it's kind of catches catch can if somebody recognizes me I, I make sure if I'm the only actor they ever meet they don't ever go away and say, oh, actors are jerks, mm -hmm. because I think that's part of the responsibility. But I, I you know, I'm I'm a very blessed man, and I like people. My, again, back to my dad, he said, you know how lucky you are. You like talking to people. People like talking to you. So, and everybody you meet, you know, you get a little of you know, you, you put a little, uh, and you think, oh, I might use that later. I don't know. That sounds creepy. Um, let's talk about something else, because that sounded creepy. I'm sorry. Well, well we've, I we've didn't mean covered... to infer that I was stealing people's souls. I was going to say, first of all, you're good at it. You remember you. both our names, and that's a really important part of, of, every, of any, every, every, any business. Exactly. And number two, if you ever get tired of that being recognized, uh, just move to Canada, because there is zero star system up here, so it'll work out perfectly. No, I've been, I, I wish that were true. 
true. I was recognized 12 times yesterday. Was it the Geico commercial? It was not the Geico. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was walking around Strath Strathcona saying, ahoy, ahoy. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Uh, but uh, Wearing the full costume, of course. Yeah, wearing the full yeah. costume, just as I did at the audition, absolutely. <laughs> no, I just wanted to bring up, we're getting close to our 3.30 news, but we're carrying it over until after the news. Oh, good, Can good. We talk about your career and now you're you know you're starting to make films and and direct them and yes sir what has brought you to edmonton well thank you for asking so uh park memorial uh which is a uh, a funeral business not normally the kind of business you'd associate with movies has sponsored uh getting grace here in edmonton edmonton literally the first place in canada the movie is playing we had a very successful run in the states uh and we're here because getting grace this movie i made uh is a beautiful movie about a teenage girl dying of cancer goes into a funeral home to find out what's going to happen after she dies and uh, ends up teaching the funeral director how to celebrate life so uh Park Memorial has uh, partnered up with uh, the Pilgrim Hospice and Momentum Walk-In Counseling and the uh, Mental Health Association, the Edmonton region. Uh, and their Park Memorial is, is is sponsoring, meaning they've brought myself, the other star of the movie, Madeline Dundon, are both going to be here throughout this weekend. We've got a lot of great events, starting with a chef's dinner Thursday night at uh, the workshop brewery, Paul Schufeld's uh, restaurant. There's a very special Meet the Filmmakers night, hmm. where if people buy tickets at gettinggraceyeg.com, gettinggraceyeg.com, they'll be able to meet uh, Madeline and I and be the first in the world in the world to see the making of Getting Grace. And then we have other events. There's a red carpet uh, premiere Saturday night, a special screening for people who've lost people on Sunday, another open screening on Sunday, and a screening Monday. And I'll be there at all of them. So it is Edmonton's chance to meet the guy who met Andy Griffith or to say <laughs> ahoy, hoy to me in person. I, I just want to point out that you did all of that without a script in front of you. <laughs> I've done I can see where where <laughs> success has come to you naturally. Well, do you know, I again, look, the, uh, that was a lot. That, that was, was a lot, a lot of information to get out. I, there. I, I, the, that it's such a unique way to to show a movie and such a unique purpose to take a movie that's normally hey let's see who we can entertain and we're we're going to make a difference you guys I invite you to this movie it's a comedy it is about it is not it's a comedy based on that synopsis yes it's a he's, it's a comedy the child the girl grace is filled with joy and light can we compromise dark comedy no no it's not even a dark comedy really? it's a dramedy but it's definitely okay. a comedy. It's, there's nothing dark about it. It's all about living life to the fullest. And although uh, it deals with death and dying, you know, every every one of us will be dealing with that eventually. Uh, our movie, I understand, has given a lot of people closure. Uh, these are based on the emails I get, giving people hope, uh, giving people uh, a different way of thinking. Wow. We have to take a break right now. You can stick around. Please. All right. Well, let's do that. We'll take a break. Uh, take a look at news headlines. Uh, more with Daniel Roebuck when we come back. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Now, welcome.
Welcome back to the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. We've been sitting down and talking to Daniel Roebuck. Some of our listeners have now Googled you. Oh. And, uh, yeah, did I not turn you on there? There we go. There I am. Hopefully, sorry uh, I'm sorry if you... I, 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 want, I want people to get carpal tunnel syndrome scrolling down <laughs> scrolling down my IMDb page. You, you have a really impressive uh, body of work. Um, and a real impressive body. Well, I know it's hard to it's see that on the radio, but it's pretty good, girls. Trust me. Grant, <laughs> and he's in town all <laughs> The week. weight was added on for the yeah, role for, of uh, yeah, he's, he's, The weight was added on for this radio interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grant wants to know if I could ask uh, you about being in Devil's Rejects. What was that about? Oh, Devil, yeah. So I'm in uh, every Rob Zombie movie, as I had mentioned, except the first one, because uh, Rob and I have an affinity for uh, gothic old-time horror movies. We like uh, the Universal Monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula. And uh, I, I think that I make him laugh. I'm definitely his court jester. So uh, uh, that fellow would be happy to know, I think, that I'm also in Three from Hell, which is the next uh, Rob Zombie movie. And I don't know a lot of people who could go from uh, you know, let there be light to three from hell. <laughs> but uh, I've done it, and uh, I'm standing by it. Do Do you understand movies and television shows as you're doing them? Do Do you watch them later and go, "Oh, that's why I was wearing red"? Or oh, no, that's funny. Hopefully not. No, hopefully I know all of that. It is true. I remember years ago, I I heard Jack Nicholson. You know, I don't watch everything, and I thought, <laughs> "How do you not watch everything?" Said Sounds said the extra home. said the extra from. Uh, whatever I was on <laughs> back in 1994. And now there is a point where you go, God, I haven't... People say, oh, the last season of Man in the High Castle. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got to watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't have any excuse. Uh, but no, I can't say that I've I've come, I've come and, and at the end said, oh, that's what that is. Uh, I can't think of any time like that. But the Rob Zombie movies are mostly about murder and mayhem um, and uh, some kind of comment on society but rob by the way is about one of the smartest filmmakers i know i would really say he's a a phenomenal artist and i've always enjoy working with him and it is weird like you know the first time i saw him in concert and you know the rob zombie i know is hey dan you know it'd be funny oh that's funny i mean yeah uh, and then and then on stage you're like burn what the witch has a turn what the witch by the way uh if you're a rob zombie fan you guys uh watch look up uh Teenage Rock God. He called me up one day. Teenage Rock that? God. Are you in it? I'm in it. He says, Rob goes, hey, yeah, yeah. You want to play the devil? Now I'm a Christian man. I'm a Catholic. I'm a church-going person. I don't really like the devil. I'm not a big fan of the devil. <laughs> I think the devil's up to no good. So I said, I'll, yeah, I'll play the devil if, could I play him like Paul Lynn? <laughs> and for, for one second, he goes, absolutely. So if you turn on Teenage Rock God, you see me, I'm like, I'm the devil. Oh, God. You know, because uh, if you're going to be the devil, you might as well make fun of him. You got to be careful not to give a guy an idea, though. It's like, Paul Lynn would be perfect. Yeah, for the devil. devil. Yeah. And who, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't Is that Paul Lynn or, 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 or Charles Nelson Riley? They're very similar. They're very, oh. Another actor that I wanted to, to ask you about, just because he's a personal favorite of mine, and that's Joe Pantoliano. Oh, Joey Pants, yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, Ralph Cifaretto for all those Sopranos fans, yeah. and he, he starred in The Fugitive and uh, U.S. Marshals with you, and he was also in uh, Bad Boys. And I just found, you know, to go from The Fugitive and then U.S. Marshals to playing Ralph Cifaretto on The Sopranos, and I, I forget the character name in Bad Boys, but 
three different type of roles, and he just seems like someone that everyone could learn from. Yeah, Joey Pants is a funny guy. I'll tell you, if you just interviewed Joey Pants, you'd think he was the only one in The Fugitive. You wouldn't know Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones were, were in it, too. Uh, they were? They were. Wait, yeah. Joey Pants, I, you know, when we did The Fugitive, I resented him a little because they, they carved up my part and kept giving him all my good lines. Uh, but that's uh, for whatever reason they did that. Ultimately, I've, I've learned and realized that Joey is a big-hearted guy. He's a heck of a good actor. He's had a strange life. He's got a few books, by the way, in, in which he admits stealing our lines and everything. Like, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. He's been vindicated. Then. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, but, uh, you know, the good news is, you know, if you if you uh, are a faithful person, you don't really hate people. Uh, but I, I find Joey Pants to be an extraordinarily entertaining actor. And I, like you, I love when I see him. I love him in Midnight Run. That's yeah. one of my personal favorites. Yeah, yeah. he's been great in, in so many. And yeah. I just thought his uh, development throughout The Sopranos was was so great in such a, such a short period of time, as well. Um, I just he's one of those guys that, or one of those actors that, when I watch him, like I said, I just feel like he has the knowledge to pass on to others. No matter if you've been doing this for forty years or you're just breaking into the business, that's just the impression I get from him. Yeah, he's he's very he's very good at uh, schmoozing his way in further. Uh, I don't know how else to say that, but he's a good schmoozer. I try to I try to be a good actor. He's a good schmoozer. A combination of the two is probably yeah, the best for him. A schmactor. That's right. I'm a schmactor. Uh, some of our uh, listeners want to know, have you been on Star Trek? Yes, yes. I was on Unification Parts 1 and 2, uh, hanging out with my, my personal friend, Mr. Spock. Really? Yeah, can you imagine? I, I can't honestly. I was I met That's a bucket list. I, well, it's, Oh, really? Yeah. Leonard Nimoy, he's dead now. He's dead. He? Yeah, yeah, you got I would take that off the bucket list. Yeah, That's yeah. cuz <laughs> you, you know, cuz the only way to really get that is to is to be past right. the bucket list. Yeah. Yeah, no, and they cast me in the show and they were they said uh they said you know, they gave me the script rather, excuse me, and I said, "Oh, Spock, who's playing Spock?" And they like I'm mentally handicapped. They said Leonard Nimoy is playing. Wait, what? <laughs> I know. I'm going to be with Nimoy. So, wow. so now we're talking about what what that thing was in your youth coming back around. Mm-hmm. Now imagine me, a little boy watching Star Trek like you did in reruns. And then 15 years later, I'm literally sitting four seats down from Nimoy. They're gluing his pointed ears on him and they're gluing my pointed ears on wow. me. You William, know. William Shatner introduced me at Just for Laughs. I, I know the feeling. Oh, he wasn't wearing pants backstage. Oh, he wasn't? No, he's one of those guys who won't wear pants for fear he gets creases. Oh, God. Yeah, they do remind him to put them on before he goes out on stage. I, but I know that I don't want the creases. People think those are my knees. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Did you know that there's a town in Alberta called Vulcan? That pays homage to Star Wars. I, we it. should maybe go. We should go to you that. You still have the ears? I have. I do have my ears. We'll and drive I have you my, down. I swear. Yeah. We'll put on a best of right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll play music. Down there. <laughs> do you know what we shot? When we shot U.S. Marshals, we were by Metropolis, Illinois, which had an amazing Superman museum. And I, I think that I may have been late for the set one day because I kept going down to the Superman museum. Where were you? It's hard to say, oh, Tommy Lee, I was at the Superman museum. I don't know why that's so uh, crazy. We, we we have to take a break. Oh, Daniel. gosh. We have to sell some more cars or something. And then now, we'll sell Getting Grace. When we come back, it's our final segment together. So then we'll talk about Please. this movie. Okay. All right. 
Indeed. Well, as is always the case with a great guest, we've held you over and we've talked through the breaks, but you're really here to talk about this movie. So let's talk about Getting Grace and what's coming up this week. I know you talked about it a moment ago. It was filmed in your hometown. Where's we're your hometown? We're from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Or, now, if you're from Is that from the there, home of Bethlehem Steel? It, wa- it certainly was. Yes, mm. it was. Yeah. But if you're there, it's Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> and this is a fact, and I'm not kidding. If you go to church Christmas Eve... Everyone in town sings, Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Mm. <laughs> no, is that true? There's literally no one knows how to say it. Bethlehem. Uh, so I grew up there, and when it came time to make a movie, uh, I thought, well, it's what a glorious place to make it. Because it's a movie, This the character that I play, uh, Bill, is an old-fashioned guy. And Bethlehem was founded in the 1700s. It's an old-fashioned town with a very modern spin um, and it was as you can well imagine asking for a couple fire engines in the middle of the day is easier when you know you're one of the people in the Bethlehem Hall of Fame uh, than it is if you go to Easton and ask them for their fire engines <laughs> although they that's I shouldn't have said Easton because they would do anything for for us too we, we got a lot of blessings and help from our community so let's talk about what's going on this week. Um, the film itself, uh, well, you tell us again because you do it so brilliantly. Well, you were very kind. So Getting Grace, again, a comedy about uh, living a life to the fullest. Uh, the first thing that we're going to love for you to join us, if you go to Getting Grace, Y-E-G, Getting Grace, Y-E-G, uh, you'll see that we're dot having com. a... Dot com. yes. Or we got to say that here, I guess. Well, up here we could be dot C-A. So oh, thank you. Yeah, yes, yeah. dot com. Thank you. So Getting Grace, Y-E-G dot com. Uh, we're having a filmmaker's dinner at the workshop eatery. Now, let me stop you there. What happens there? Well, so you're going to meet myself and Madeline Dundon, the star of the movie, who we discovered in my hometown and put in this movie, but you'll be able to say, it'll be like meeting Meryl Streep after, you know, her uh, her high school musical. Like, you'll be, (laughs) because Madeline Dundon is going to be famous forever. Which she nailed, by the way. Which she nailed. I've never seen a better Lori in Oklahoma than Meryl Streep. Um, So, we're going to do, at this dinner, you're going to get three courses of a wine-paired meal, uh, and you're going to have uh, Paul Sheffield is doing a, a, a terrific menu just for us, and there's prizes, and there's raffle tickets, and there's an opportunity to see the making of Getting Grace uh, before any other person in the world, even before my mother. So now, what, what listen, can I just say this? Think of this. Yes. I'm going to share with Edmonton mm-hmm. something I'm not sharing with my mother. My wow. mother. Wow. Yeah, so the making of Getting Grace is that thing, that featurette you'd find on the end of the movie that tells how you made it and what, what well, how it came cool. to, yeah. It's a really so unique experience it, to, to uh, see it, all that in the behind-the-scenes world. Yeah, and all this like You'll sit and talk with every person Yeah, there. we'll meet everybody there. Everybody okay. gets to, again, I'm I'm uh, I'm here to meet people and to share this movie. So Will you, you do come, the hoi-hoi thing if asked? I will do a hoi-hoi. I'll do it on your phone. If Listen <laughs> oh, right now. Goodness. I'm telling this right now. <laughs> that could be If you tone. come <laughs> to this meal, we're going to raffle off me doing your voice message as our Alexander Graham Bell, and we're going to raise money for great. Momentum Walk-In Counseling for Pilgrim's Hospice and for the Mental Health uh, Edmonton Region. We're going to raise money for them, so I'm going to we're going to make that one of the prizes. Come to that, and you could win me doing that on your phone for you. I think that's great. 
Or can we pick any character you've ever? Yeah, in fact, that's that's a good point. We could be. I'll be anybody you want me to be. Wow. Would you on be your Meryl Streep for me on my phone? Uh, if but I, I go only to the if I could do it as as Laurie in Oklahoma. <laughs> Cows and chicks and geese better hurry. <laughs> I don't even think she sings that song. All right. So that's the dinner. So that's the dinner. So that's Thursday night workshop eatery. Go to getingraceyeg.com. Need your tickets in advance. So you need please. To go yeah, yeah. You want to? We want to tell the Paul the chef how how many people yes. are coming, or you know he may not be happy. You don't like to spring things well, on know, chefs. Chefs are more temperamental than yeah. actors. So, yeah. well, uh, they're certainly more famous than we are lately. <laughs> so whatever they want. And then Saturday, there's an astounding red carpet event in which we will give, there's a VIP access to Madeline Dundon and myself, and you get special treats and, and a lot of love. And then you can see the movie Sunday. You can see the movie Monday night. We're, we'll be there. I'll, Madeline has to actually go back to college uh, after the show Sunday, but I'll be there through the weekend. Like not acting college. She's no, she's in dancing college. By the way, Madeline Dundon is astounding. She's one of the most talented children I've ever met in my life. And her mother, her mother was bragging. Now I don't know what kind of kids. If you have kids, I've, her mother said, "You know, Madeline. You know, she has a four O. She has a four O." I said, "Christy, she's a dance major. <laughs> what are you talking about? That and basket weaving. Yeah, buddy. that's like my, me. That's like me yeah. trying to glorify my diploma in radio broadcasting <laughs> and saying I graduated on the dean's honor list. You have to print that yourself, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. send they you don't, a link. Well, you either get the link or you get the. <laughs> if you got to get the box of Cracker Jack, that has it. But you know, I. I said, you know, my, Christy, my son has a 4-0. He has a 4-0. He got a 40 on his final exam. <laughs> oh, there you um, go. But, uh, by the way, my son, in a very interesting piece of casting, plays me in a flashback. It's quite quite interesting That's in the movie. That's probably quite brilliant casting, Yeah, do, well, people who don't know it now, you'll know it. Plus, people you, don't you know paid it, scale, go, I'm sure. Oh, he got nothing. Yeah. Give him anything. He's, lucky, he's lucky I'm his father. Do, do you still, uh, is there more to what's happening this week? Oh, so, okay, gettinggracey.com. Yes. yes. Find out we'll everything. We'll repeat it repeatedly. Uh, and then maybe you can put it, do you have a yes, magical yes. website? Yes, we'll do it on Facebook and we'll put and Twitter. A, I'll send a few pictures so you could see we'll me on the We'll take a billboard set. out as well outside yeah, do you, the station. Do you have, do you have time yeah. to do that? I will also wear a sandwich board and walk downtown later thank on you. tonight. So all we'll right. do all of that for you. No, thank you. You all mentioned right. we can see it. But do you know the name of the theater? That yes, we're able that's to go a to? very good question. <laughs> it's at the Garneau, the Garneau Theater, the oh, Garneau Theater iconic. Metro right uh, Metro Cinemas at the Garneau Theater. You know, it's this is a great movie to see in an old-fashioned theater yes. like the Garneau, and they're they they're the greatest people. We're so excited that we'll be able to share the movie there. But you gotta you gotta go to your computers right now, and you gotta <laughs> buy your tickets. Gettinggraceyeg.com. Uh, this hey, sounds like more like gettinggracebeg.com. <laughs> <laughs> we want to stop short of desperation, but uh, yes, right, right on the other side, just like on our wedding night. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Well, well said. Um, as far as uh, the, no, my question, well, you got me thinking about my wedding night. My question was, oh, uh, for those who've never been to a screening before. What happens at a screening? Oh yeah, no, regular... yeah, no. There's we take photos. Uh, there's photos with the stars. There's what's called a step and repeat. So it's a real Hollywood treatment. Well, I think there'll be a red carpet, and you know we'll interact, and it'll be like going to the premiere of this movie in Hollywood. Okay, only it'll cool. be at the Garneau Theater on Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, and Monday night. Uh, were you ever an extra? I was an extra. Yeah. Uh, do you do you see extras now and 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 think that was me? No. Do you know what I actually? If you watch me on TV. 
what you'll see is something that I don't think any other actor does. I find out what their names are, and I use their names on camera. So if I'm playing a cop and I'm really? walking by three extras who are the cops wrapping up the body, Brian, Frank, and John, I'll say, Brian, Frankie, Johnny, Johnny has a kid. Okay, how, what do we? I'll figure this out. Like, I always try to hmm. say their names well, good for uh, you. to give them uh, respect. That's a huge thrill. Well, I got to tell you something. Uh, there's a man named Dwayne Whitaker who's one of the stars of this movie that he and I met as extras on General Hospital. And we've been friends. We've been friends since then, 35 years. And one night they showed... Uh, um Quentin Tarantino has a theater that shows 35 millimeter prints. And one night they were showing River's Edge, and the midnight show was Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And we and Dwayne is one of the stars. He does the tender love scene at the end of Pulp Fiction with Ving Rhames, and uh, you may remember. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I recall. You recall yeah, the yeah. tender love scene. Is he one of those? Movie? One of those two actors. So uh, we walked out. And I stood there, and I realized what a gift God just gave us. There we were, two extras from General Hospital, looking at a marquee in Hollywood <laughs> that said, Pulp Fiction, River's Edge, wow. on the same marquee. So yeah, any cool. miracle is possible. Yeah, and you know, uh, here's something else that's possible. You cannot watch General Hospital. You can actually miss it for 10 years, <laughs> come back, and you're caught right up again. Yeah, the same guys are there. Yeah. How do they still have that job? They're still in the lobby. Uh, we're out of time, Daniel. <laughs> oh, Romack. It's thank been you. a real what a pleasure. Thank, thank you so you. much for doing this. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, thank don't thank forget you, to go thank online, so gettinggraceyeg.com. We'll put it up on our Facebook and Twitter. Thank you. Sir. Thank thank you. you. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew. Drew Gross, weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.